Hello everyone, my name is Andy Spiteri, and I'm the host of the ZeldaCast, and the Omega Metroid Podcast, and Virtual Theater. As you can tell, I really love podcasting. After almost six years of the ZeldaCast, five years of Virtual Theater, and four years of the Omega Metroid Podcast, I swore that I would never make another podcast, but here I am today, excited to announce not one, not two, but three extra bonus shows that you can get each month on my newly reimagined Patreon channel, available at patreon.com forward slash spnet. You'll have your choice of bonus shows, depending on which tiers you choose to sign up for. Each podcast has its own monthly bonus show. The ZeldaCast will have the ZeldaCast Top 10s, where we can have some fun and give out a classic ranking on different topics each month with a different guest. Omega Metroid will continue with the Great Metroid Area Ranking, where we are ranking every single area in the Metroid series. And Virtual Theater will debut the Spiteri's Review, a show where my wife and I will give some thoughts on movies or shows old and new. There's also an ultimate tier that will get you access to all of these bonus shows if you really want to take your Spiteri podcasting to the next level. If that isn't enough, all shows feature a level of interactivity where patrons can weigh in and vote on which topics, shows, and areas we discuss next. Membership starts at as little as $1 a month, so I'm hoping you'll check out all the great bonus content that's going to be coming your way on patreon.com forward slash spnet. Whatever your bonus show of choice, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope to be able to see you over at patreon.com forward slash spnet. Everyone, welcome to the Zelda Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Allison Aletha. How was your Thanksgiving, Al? American Thanksgiving. It was good. It was really chill. We actually didn't do like a full-blown Thanksgiving dinner. We did quote-unquote Thanksgiving sandwiches. So we made like turkey and ham, and then made sandwiches with the turkey and ham. So. Yeah, it was it was nice not having to cook all day. I cooked at home still because I like Thanksgiving food, so I did that. But it was nice not having to be stressed. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people can relate, but when you're cooking on Thanksgiving, it's very stressful to be oh cooking with God. family. <laughs> we do so. well. I shouldn't say we do. We used to do a weekly dinner, uh, like family dinner, um, with my with my in laws, and even that, like every Sunday, it felt like so stressful. It was like, yeah, check the potatoes, you know, like yeah. No, thanks. I'll do that, yeah. like, once a quarter. <laughs> I w- I'm a big proponent of, like, let's just order Chinese food or let's just get mm-hmm. pizza on, on, like, Thanksgiving, which everyone mm-hmm. else hates, but I I love it. Yeah. No, I get it. And this year I was kind of bummed. I was like, oh, that's lame that we're not doing things. But then when I the day came and I was like, wow, I'm not going there until, like, 3. Usually I'm there at 10 in the morning and stressed mm-hmm. out for the next six hours. Like, it was nice. So I'm not, like, opposed if we want to do that again. Yeah, I like that. Uh, basically, as low pressure, as low effort as you can get when it comes to like cooking and, and prep and stuff like that. That's what uh, that's what I'm all about. So I, I yeah. really enjoy that as well. My mom says that anybody's welcome to the table if they need a table for Thanksgiving. So next year, if you want to try American Thanksgiving, I like. I don't know what it is. I just like I've heard consistently from like multiple people that kind of like not people I know, but like celebrities or like athletes or whatever that that have one foot in Canada, one foot in the US and like all of them are like Canadian Thanksgiving is cool, but like American Thanksgiving is just this whole other like thing. Like it's a whole other level of and I don't know what that means, but I want to experience it. I don't know what that it. means either. Like do you guys not do all the different foods or I like we do, which is why I'm just like why is theirs so much better than ours, right? Like I Where's, I don't know. I don't know. Do Maybe. we just flavor things better? I don't know. I don't know. I, I know that you guys have more aisles full of stuff family. with food, so maybe that's it, right? Like, Probably. I remember the Oreo aisle. That was outrageous. We have like <laughs> yeah. we have like four flavors of Oreos. You guys have like four aisles of Oreos. They had. I think. I don't know if it was a joke, but they came out with like cookies and cream flavored Oreos. That would be awesome, actually. Cookies it's and cream like is literally an Oreo flavored Oreo. I know, but like that's. <laughs> 
cookies and cream is like the best flavor of ice cream, the best flavor That's of. True. Yeah. So I'd be down for that. Um, also, I feel like the cookie part is significantly better than the frosting part in the Oreo. Would you agree with that assertion? Like, no, I'm a 50-50. I like the mix. I don't like one or the other without. Does that make sense? It does. Um, what is that old saying? The sum of the parts are better than the whole? Did I get that? Sure. I try and say this saying so many times, and I feel like I butcher <laughs> it every single time I've ever said it. it like, ever. <laughs> Let's oh, talk. Well. All right. All right. So we're. Uh, <laughs> this is oh, how boy. this episode's going to go. <laughs> yeah. So we, we are going to talk about Zelda eventually. <laughs> before, before we do that, I want to talk about wrestling in the movie Twilight. So here we go. Yes. Um, yes. I, <laughs> so, first of all, I was just. Um, I saw last night that my boy CM Punk is back in wrestling in the, in the WWE, which I don't re- particularly care for WWE, but I'm, I'm a punk fan. So I was pretty excited about that. And, uh, and yeah, I, I know, I know that doesn't mean much to you or probably mostly to anybody listening, but, uh, punk stands up for a lot of cool, like social justice causes. And he's, he's a cool wrestler. So I was, I was pretty pumped. I was pretty excited to see him show up. It felt, it's like kind of one of those things, like there was a really bitter, bad divorce about eight years ago. And it was like, Mm. he'll never, ever, ever come back. And when he showed up, I was just like, so that was, that was pretty cool. (laughs) I'm Um, happy for you. But what I, what I actually want to talk about that did pertain to Zelda a little bit is so for, uh, for the Zelda cast's Patreon channel, which you can uh, check out, of course. We have a couple different tiers of shows. Uh, of course, we've got the ZeldaCast Top 10s. We've got the Great Metroid Area Ranking. But the show that I'm actually the most proud of and the show that I think is the my favorite to record is the Virtual Theater bonus show, which is the Spiteri's Review, which is a show that I record with my wife. So Samantha is the host of that show, and I'm, I'm just riding shotgun, and it's a blast. And so... What we do is we put movies, so we review a movie or a show or like whatever. So we put a bunch of options on a poll every month, as we do with the ZeldaCast Top 10s and people can vote. And um, we were trying to find like Thanksgiving movies to put on, but it's actually, there's not as many Thanksgiving movies as you might think. Mm. Like, there's very few actually. I couldn't even find four. There's like some of those like sort of, kind of, maybe they're Thanksgiving, but they're not, you know, they're not really Thanksgiving. So Mm -hmm. we're scrolling through Amazon Prime, just trying to find something to watch. And she just, like, loses it for a second. I look over. She's like, Twilight, Twilight, put Twilight on the pole. Twilight. So we put Twilight on and Twilight won. And actually, it, like, crushed everything else. Oh, I I bet. I was like, great. I guess we're watching Twilight. So we recorded our episode on it last night, which is, if you ever listen to a single podcast episode that I ever do, it has to be this one. Trust me. (laughs) Um, But I, I had an epiphany watching Twilight. Because, I mean, like, listen, like, I, I, it's not a good movie, right? Like, I don't think that's controversial to say. Like, I don't think it's a good movie. But I, I didn't think it was, like, the worst movie I've ever seen either. And so I was trying to think to myself, like, why is this a bad movie? Like, why? Like, I think that the, like, the acting was, like, eh, it was, it was passable. The, mm-hmm. you know, the scenery was passable. The, the, I mean, actually, the effects were kind of lame. But, like, so that was one thing. But, like, mostly everything was, like, passable, right? And right. I was, and but I had an epiphany about halfway through because I was like, this color palette, the weird characters, the oh, way that they're shaped, the going. way their head is shaped. This is Twilight Princess. <laughs> and I oh was, like, I was like, oh my god, this is Twilight Princess. If this is a movie, this is it's like funny. They have a different director in the next few movies, and so like the color palette is really strict for just the first Twilight movie, and it's just gloom and gray. And they did that on purpose because of where they live. But, like, I get what you're saying. It's very much Twilight Princess (laughs) color-coded. It was. It, like, just... (laughs) it. I can't even describe what that color coat is other than it was just, like, very edgy and very moody and very dark. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. This is, like... They literally took the Twilight Princess filter and put it over Bella and Edward. I can't believe it. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So I, I was, like... Just having like a little like my mind was being blown as I was watching this actually, <laughs> um, and it almost made me want to watch like the next one after just to see. So Sam was explaining to me how this like story goes, and mm. it sounds like absolutely insane. It's pretty bad. I here's the thing: like I love to hate 
Twilight, if that makes sense. Like, I don't hate it, but, like, it's so much fun to get into it and, like, make fun of it and, but also enjoy it at the same time because, you know, it's, like, it's, like, so bad that it's good. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but, like. Sam said the same thing. She was, like, cackling the whole time. She was, like, it's almost like watching Rocky Horror Picture Show or something. Okay, yeah. So, and my sister and I, when we were, when those movies were coming out, we were so into them in the same, like, light. Yeah. My dad got us, like, midnight tickets, so we get to go see them before everybody, and, like, there was people, like, waiting in line, and we could walk past them, because we got to go see, like, the early, early premiere, so we thought we were so cool, and then we'd come <laughs> out and be like, that movie was so bad, but we loved it. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> there's a special place in my heart for that movie series. The book series just is awful, but the movie series is something, like, I feel like it's something different, so. Wow, Sam said consistently, like, the books are way better than the movies. Okay, I... <laughs> Just the way that things are described, and especially when the the author came out with Edward's version, you just, like, read it, and you're like, what the literal F is happening? <laughs> Who writes this? I was oh, and watching then you... last night, and I was, like, just losing it. When, when he was like, like, hop on, spider monkey, I was like, <laughs> yes, this is awesome. It's, it's. It's great in its own horrible way. Like I love it. So I'm excited to listen to that episode. Yeah, it was uh it was a good time. We had a good time recording and we had a lot of fun. And by God, we're gonna have a lot of fun today because we are going to be speculating about what could have been, but sadly is is well, likely never to never be. be. Never mm-hmm. to be. Um so yeah, the I I I go back to when uh when the Zelda team and EGA Anuma said that Tears of the Kingdom was getting no DLC, and mm-hmm. and I was like, I was kind of put off a little bit when I heard that because I was like, it just seems so dumb not to do it. Like, why wouldn't you? And I think as more time has passed, I actually kind of like. I I think I probably still would have liked DLC, but I'm also mm-hmm. just like, you know, do I really want to schmuck around in Hyrule even longer than? Mm-hmm than I already have, because at this point, I'm like 700 hours or more into the same Hyrule. Even more yeah. if you want to count Age of Calamity. Oh. So <laughs> I was like, you know, maybe maybe this is, like, not the worst thing. Maybe maybe if they're, if they're doing what I think they're doing, which is already working on the next Zelda for the Switch 2, I'll take that trade-off, where, like, you get the newer Zelda quicker, where, where you have no DLC for this game. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like I've kind of got to a more of a comfortable place. And I bring that up because what we're talking about today is we're going to be talking about what we think could have been if Tears of the Kingdom had DLC. And we actually, I mean, like months and months and months ago, we scripted out like a bunch of episodes that revolved around Tears of the Kingdom. And DLC Predictions was one of our first episodes. And it kind of kept on getting pushed back and pushed back because we had so much to talk about in the actual base game. And mm-hmm. by the time that we were in a position where maybe it was like, okay, now it's now we can talk about DLC, they were like, well, it ain't happening. Yeah. I, yep, we definitely had that um, idea out there. And I, I want to say I'm a little bit the opposite of you. When it was first announced, I was like, I'm not heartbroken about it. But now the closer we get to the holidays where I thought that we would receive the DLC, I'm kind of like, I really am a little bummed that we don't aren't getting any like that 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 this is the end of that of i don't know if we're gonna call this the the switch era of these zeldas uh you know so like this is kind of the end and i was i don't know maybe i was still a little hopeful but yeah i feel a little bit more like bummed about it now than i did initially so Hmm. we're gonna talk about this this our guesses or what we would want to see from a dlc and it's gonna bum me out (laughs) yeah like so I, I was trying to think of scenarios like so I, I tried to put two hats on when thinking about this and, and thinking mm-hmm. about like the because I think that we would have definitely got gameplay elements and, and like modes and stuff like that, which we can detail. Um, but I think that we also would have got like some story stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to put my hat on to think about what kind of like what else could you you know, what other story could you tell and I, I do think that I came up with kind of a cool pitch, but I do think um, as well that you could look at, I, I think that if DLC would have would have happened for Tears of the Kingdom, you could have looked at Breath of the Wild as an exact blueprint for how it would have went yeah. down. Uh, like, yeah. as, I mean, everything else was basically one for one. 
I, w I do have an idea that is very similar to what we did in Breath of the Wild. Um, not so much like the bonus content, but more like story content. Mm -hmm. However, I do have two other ideas where it's a little bit more out there as far as like when it takes place and definitely not a uh, Nintendo style when it comes to Zelda or it's DLC. So, right. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's get into it. Let's, how do you want to do this? Do you want to talk about story stuff, right? Do you want to say like, if they, if we got DLC phase one, this is what it might be. Mm -hmm. Maybe we could just get that uh, out of the way. Cause I think that'll be more boring. Yeah. Let's get that out of the way because all mine are story. So okay. I, I didn't come up with anything else. I didn't really either because I don't know what other mode that they could have added that's not mm -hmm. just like a take on master, master mode or like mm -hmm. boss rush or or um what's the word I'm looking at? like the like the labyrinth like the the trials or whatever where you have to go down and I mean I guess that's basically like um oh the trials of the sword yeah like what what Breath of the Wild had I like I I would see that coming back or like some iteration of that or like the Savage Labyrinth from Wind Waker or the the caves in Twilight Princess. You have to fight two King Gliox at once. I could see that. Like I I could have seen that where it's like maybe there is somewhere in the depths that opens up and you keep on dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping Ooh. and like each floor is like you know a bunch of new enemies and whatever. Mm -hmm. You there's no there's no champions allowed to to assist you. You just mm -hmm. you go mano a mano with these with these enemies and stuff like that. So like I I think that that probably would have been a mode that they would have added. I don't know how terribly excited I would have been for that. No, I mean I only did Trial of the Sword once because like when it comes to a gauntlet, it's literally just like it's a gauntlet. You know, you're just fighting enemy after enemy, yeah. floor after floor. And I, I feel like doing it once, it's like one of those things where I'm like, I'm going to do this because I'm a completionist, but I'm not going to do it again, you know? So it's not like, it's not like the most exciting thing. It's very Zelda-esque. Like, they have those in many of the the games in the series, but at the same time, it's not the most exciting new thing for a Zelda series to have. Especially when, like, 80% of the monsters are the same from Breath of the Wild. Exactly. Yeah, that's the big one right there. Yeah. I was like, I was kind of thinking, I think that's what we would have gotten. But then I was also like, you know, what would have been like kind of the same, but like a, a different, a different spin on that is like, and I was thinking back to um, Riju's portion of the game where like you have to defend Gerudo Town. I was mm -hmm. like, that kind of would have been cool if like you had like an outpost or something. Again, I'm kind of picturing it in the depths because I, I feel like my idea for this game is like, give the depths something else. Like right. anything or else, guy, something else, or to be that. Honest. Yeah. yeah. So I was kind of thinking, like, maybe it would have been cool to play, like, um, not King of the Hill, but like, you have to defend your territory down there, and you have to just like fight off like swarms and swarms of enemies. I, I it would have lit the the world on fire, but at least it would have been a little bit different. So I like, I think that could have been okay. Yeah, that sounds uh, that sounds a bit fun, or like. Say you, like, had to defend Ka uh, Kakariga Village from something, or, like, you do yeah. it for a minute in Hateno, but it's not very long. So maybe, like, you get some group together and you help defend Hateno or something, like you did Gerudo yeah. Town. That would be cool. Like, I thought that that might at least be, like, something slightly, slightly different, you know? Like, because mm -hmm. I, I do think that we've had the, we've had the gauntlet now in, in a bunch of different games, Something tells me that that would just would have been that would have been it though. Yeah, I, I don't think that they would have went the the other creative mode. And like you could you you know you could still make the gauntlet fun. Like you said, you can have like a couple of Gleox. You could have like Redeads. You could like there are a lot of like fun enemies that you could potentially have in there. But yeah, I don't know if that would have been super super exciting to me. Yeah. Um, another thing about Breath of the Wild and Tears is you are fighting the monsters over and over over again because of the Blood Moon. So, like, even with Tears, or with Breath of the Wild, going into the the Trial of the Sword felt, like, super redundant, super, like, I've already fought all these monsters a bazillion times in a bazillion different regions. So, it's just, like, it it's a really tired idea for such an open world where monsters are regenerated. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, but I dare say that that would have been what I would have been expecting. Yeah. Um, and I guess like looking back in hindsight too, like I was thinking about the the soup ladle and the Nintendo Switch T-shirt. So in hindsight, <laughs> there was none of that. So like, yeah. should we have been surprised by no DLC? I don't know. Um, I was still I was still surprised, but 
I also feel like there would have been something like something cheeky like that where it's like the I don't even know what like the Super Mario shirt or something like <laughs> Yeah, I mean Yeah, and it's also hard to say because like instead of having DLC and amiibo like drop armor like they did in Breath of the Wild, it was all like obtainable in-game Tears of the Kingdom. So like what else could mm-hmm. you give besides I honestly thought the Switch shirt was so dumb. Like I understand why it was there, but I I also <laughs> just thought it was dumb as heck. Um and like a lot of games do that where they give like little bonus like outfits or weapons, but they're not that great, so it doesn't feel worth it to me. So Yeah. I would want something a little bit more exciting. Um okay, well, to to pivot off of that, I do think that we would have had some extra weapons added to this game. Okay. And like, but cool, but cool weapons. So I had like a few flail. in my mind. We've been podcasting. Sorry, did I take that? We've been podcasting together too long. That was the first. I was like, <laughs> they should add the flail from Age of Calamity. That would be such a yeah. cool weapon. <laughs> like, yeah, like I was like, I was like, yeah, add that weapon. And like, it's kind of one of the. It's like the Bigorn sword that you can go and and if you break yeah. it, you can buy it from the, the bargainer statue. Yeah, that would be cool. That'd be cool. I was like, maybe they could add the fairy sword from Majora's Mask. Maybe they could add like the. Um, I mean, there's got to be some other cool weapons that I'm probably just not thinking of off the top of my head now. But, like, just, like, those style of weapons that you can get and, like, they they feel kind of special and, like, a big deal because you have a connection to them. I would have actually, you know what I would have loved to see is them add, like, a bug's net, like a bug catching net. I think that would have been so awesome. Yeah, that would be cool. Especially because you can catch bugs in this game. It would be fun if you could run around with, with, like, you know, the net to catch butterflies or dragonflies or whatever. Absolutely. I, I think that that would have been, uh, that would have been awesome. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Any other cool weapons you could think of? Um, let's see. I'm not thinking of cool weapons, but like, what if they did connect, do some more connection to like Age of Calamity and they could bring in like, um, what did, did, um, Master Koga or not Master Koga, but. Oh, God, Suga. Our, not Suga. No, who's not- our. Who's our guy? The music Astard. guy. Astard. Oh. <laughs> well, the music guy. What are you talking about? <laughs> the, um. Cats? The... Oh, God. We're struggling here. Oh, if we could get the accordion, we were, like, hoping for that. Like, some kind of musical, um, item to come in. But, like, no, um, the, the. Wow, I'm really struggling with this. I can't think of the, the music from Age of Calamity. What, uh, okay, what character is it on? I'm trying to think of the character's name. That's oh, why I'm God. struggling with the theme song that we really like. The theme- oh, Monk Mask Kashia. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. That was so out of my brain. Anyways, he had, like, these cool kind of bracelets, right? So those would be kind of cool to bring in. Or if you could bring in the um the Guardian. I know all the Guardian stuff disappeared. All the Sheik attack disappeared. But what if you could do that, like, decommissioned Guardian and ride him around? Stuff like that would be kind of cool if you brought it in from Age of Calamity just for a little bit more connection. Even though I didn't want that game to connect with anything. I, I'm so, I'm so like, I don't know how I feel about Age of Calamity. Because I, I really like the game playing it, but I hate the story. But I, like, I want it to connect and mean something to these other games. But I, like, I know that it never will. And I know that it's just going to be its own side story. And that Nintendo really swindled us by saying that it was a prequel when it's not. So, like, I, I feel like I'm still just, like, I want it to connect somehow. I want something. So, like, I think the flail mm-hmm. would be cool. Um, yeah, I'd be down for it. I'd be down for anything Monk Maskashia, like a remix of that tune. That would be sweet. Yeah, that would um, be cool. Yeah, so I, I think that that would have been a uh, pretty much a guarantee to to be in the game is, like, some new weapons and stuff like that. Um, and that would have probably been Phase 1. Let's talk about Phase 2, because that's, that's what I think most people are, like, really interested yeah. in when they think of Zelda DLC, like... You know what? What additional story are you giving us? Where is the additional dungeon? Where is the additional shrine? Stuff like that. So I have a little. I have a little scenario. It's not very fleshed out. It's very basic. But I have a little scenario that I concocted of what I would like to see. But Al, do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? How do you want to do this? Um, I'll have you go first because I think yours might be the same as one of mine. Okay. Um. So I. I'm just. You know. I'm gonna throw this out there too. Even though we're like. Months and months and months and months past the game coming out. This is going to be spoilers. Big spoilers for Tears of the Kingdom. Okay, okay? yeah, true. So just, you know, I don't want to hear about it. I mean, we're just going to throw <laughs> it out there. So, obviously a big part of Tears of the Kingdom is the 
draconification of both Zelda and Ganondorf. And mm-hmm. and one thing that I was really excited for when when I started picking up like that was the direction that the story was going with Zelda. My mind immediately was like who's the other 3, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So my story would have been and it doesn't necessarily have to take place in the past, but my story idea or pitch rather would have been introduce three new characters, Faror, Din, Nehru. They could mm-hmm. be whatever iterations of the characters, but those are them. And they they live in the past with with Sonia, with Raru, whatever. Get to know those characters a little bit and we're going to find out why they became dragons. So mm-hmm. I did, uh, I shouldn't say I did research. I poked around a little bit. I was asking a lot of people smarter than me there that are in our Discord. And I was like, did, did anybody see any dragons in any cutscene in the past? I didn't remember seeing any, but I'm, I'm you know, not a very detail attentive person sometimes. So I was like, I better double check. Apparently there's no dragons in the sky. So they, they have to have come after like Zelda turn into the light dragon, right? Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't say so cuz my my theory is that they did exist because how else would Minoru and Raru and the Zonai know about the act of draconification? They had That's to know about true. it somehow because it had to have happened in some way because it's like they call it a forbidden act. So somebody had to have done it for it to be a forbidden act, you know what I mean? So I think that those three did it, and that's how they know what draconification does, that it lasts forever, and that it's now a forbidden act. Okay, so this this was my this was my pitch because I I didn't think that anybody was like draconified at the time, but <laughs> my pitch kind of kind of ties into yours as well. So I was thinking like, all right, maybe what we're gonna see is like I don't know. You could also introduce characters like a twin Rova or like whatever you need three bad guys okay Mm -hmm. those three bad guys are going to somehow draconify themselves and and i'm opening a big can of worms here because now all of a sudden we need more secret stones and like since it takes Mm -hmm. place after the imprisoning war are there more secret stones like no idea so uh that's that's a a a messy murky bridge that we can cross you know i guess at a later date for purposes of my story we're just gonna we're just gonna assume that maybe there's a magic way people could turn into dragons but so (laughs) My thought was like, okay, so there's now these three bad dragons, and and now there's there's these three warriors, Din, Nehru, and Faror, who need to go and take or need to go and draconify themselves. So I was kind of thinking, and I again, I don't, I didn't flesh this out, but like I was like, okay, I feel like each of them should have like eight shrines apiece that Link can go mm-hmm. into, and maybe it's in the future, maybe it's in the past, but like. I feel like either way, like, the reward for finishing those eight shrines each is, like, you get you get the, I don't know, the fire draconian stone or whatever that, like, can turn uh, Din into Dinral or you get, you mm-hmm. know, and, and et cetera, et cetera. So, like, and you can see the story reason for that happening. You can see um, everything that, that goes on. So now you've got, like, seven dragons by the end of this, and you see these, like, really cool cutscenes. And maybe the light dragon helps out the three other goddess dragons kind of like kind of like defeat these other dark dragons. And that's where you have all like the Leviathan bones around around Hyrule and stuff like that. Mm, okay. I don't know exactly how that would work. Maybe you could even bring it back where like this is really reaching, but like you could have like maybe just you could palette swap Link for Raru. I guess Raru wouldn't work actually, but like someone. You could have like an ancient hero or something. And you could, like, have another dragon fight like you have at the end of the game. But, like, you could have it, like, a couple different times. It's, like, it's three-on-three three instead of one-on-one, which I, like, thought was, like, super cool. This would obviously never happen, but I was just like, this would be cool if it did. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, like, maybe and, and maybe there's, like, some kind of MacGuffin in, like, the, the final dungeon or something that you need to get in order to, like, actually defeat the other dragons. So you could go through, you could do all the shrines and turn, turn the, the goddesses into dragons and then you can get the MacGuffin, and that is what you can use to defeat the other three dragons. So I was like, well, I feel like it's like, I feel like it's apropos to have like, yeah, you know, we have like the Lightning Temple, we have the Spirit Temple, we have the Fire Temple. Let's get the Dragon Temple going on here, like you know. Oh, okay. I yeah. Was, I was like, yeah, it sounds kind of cheesy, but like, I like a, a dragon themed dungeon. 
there's not many of those in in Zelda. Like there's there's dungeons with dragons in them, but like I feel like an entire like themed and say what you will about the dungeons of Tears of the Kingdom, but like they're they're themed really well, if nothing else, right? Yeah, right. Well, except for the water temple, but <laughs> yeah, um, like a, a a big temple with like dragon stuff everywhere i was like that would be cool and like that would be mm-hmm. really exciting and so maybe you could do that you could have this awesome boss battle against i don't know the guardian of the dragon temple he doesn't have to be anybody special maybe it could be like the the originator of the yiga clan or something like that i don't know but like just have a cool boss battle go into the dragon temple you get the MacGuffin, and now you can you can defeat those of oh, those three bad dragons and now you just have these four ethereal dragons flying around Hyrule and now you know why they're there. Okay. So I like obviously this needs a little bit of uh, a little bit of fleshing out still. Mm-hmm. But I I feel like the the gist of my story idea for what I would have liked to see for for DLC is like okay, we know that people turn into dragons. I think there's lots of people that naturally were just like, okay, well, who was, you know, who were the three dragons before they were, they were dragons. So mm-hmm. I think answering that question would have been awesome. And it's like, it's one of the few remaining mysteries I feel like in Breath of the Wild and, and Tears of the Kingdom now. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that would have been awesome. I think having a dragon themed dungeon would have been awesome. Uh, of course, we were going to get more shrines either way. So, right. you know, whatever, that's fine. Um, yeah, I think that would have been cool. Okay. I mean, I also had an idea for the the three dragons and the conification of potentially the three goddesses. Um, I think I like yours because it's like definitely more like of a story element where you have like another bad guy kind of thing. Whereas mine, I really like the research side of Zelda and two of my ideas pertain to that. So I was thinking it would be cool to have like for once post game content for Zelda, Mm. which isn't usual. Um... I thought it would be fun for Zelda to be like, yeah, I was a dragon. Here's how I became a dragon. Let's research these other dragons. And so her research would kind of guide her and link to the uh, springs, like the the shrines to the goddesses, right? Right. And each one would have like a cave system underneath like the goddess statue. And I wasn't focusing on like shrines. I was focusing on like the cave system for tears for all of my ideas. And I thought it would be cool to have, like, kind of a mini dungeon of a, like, cave system underneath to kind of learn more about that goddess and, like, what they did to become the dragon. Um, Maybe there would be more, like, Triforce connections because those goddesses are connected to the Triforce and we don't get a lot of Triforce connections in Breath of the Wild or Tears. So I was just kind of looking more at, like... You know how at the beginning of the game you're with Zelda and she's like, we got to research this gloom that's coming out from under the castle. It would be similar to that, but you're with Zelda, you're researching. She's like, oh my goodness, I read about this or I remember this from when I was a dragon or whatever. While you're exploring those like cave systems slash mini dungeons underneath the the springs. So yeah, that was kind of what I was thinking for the dragons. That'd be cool. That that almost feels like a whole new game. That's exciting. Like to, yeah. to think about. Yeah, I think that that would be like. I think you're right. Like there's like I was kind of focusing on the depths, but I feel like the caves would also work. I like I just I feel like you got to do something that wasn't in Breath of the Wild to like mm-hmm. mix it up a little bit. I remember like actually um, underneath Lookout Landing, there was the tunnel that you can go through, and there's the um, um, the the bad statue, whatever his name is. And, but mm-hmm. you can, like, keep on going and going and going. And there, it's, mm-hmm. like, this huge labyrinth of, like... And you find, all, like, the knight armor. And, like, there's, the, there's like, the prison and stuff like that. I remember thinking that was one of my coolest, like, uh, cave expeditions in Tears of the Kingdom. So I really like that idea, actually. Because that... I remember that, like, really stuck out to me as just being, like, really cool. Mm-hmm. I do, too. I remember keep coming back to that space and, like, oh, my God, there's more? There's, like... I didn't notice this spot. I did that, like, at least three times in that cave. Yeah, But I just, I really liked the cave exploration in Tears, and, like, that's something I look forward to when I replay the game. So I would love for them to continue on. Like, I kind of feel like I am over the depths because they're so empty, and, like, the sky, I was really hopeful about it, but again, it wasn't that spectacular. But I really, really like the caves, so I would love to, like, revisit those in DLC. Yeah, I agree. Um... 
All right, so so dragons, I think definitely definitely on the brain. Both of us like the dragons. Um, mm-hmm. You ha- you said you had some other story ideas yes, as well. I do. All right, let's let's hear them. I'm excited. This one's a little less fleshed out, but it's another post game DLC, and it's another like <laughs> it's another thing where Zelda wants to research, you know, her her time in the past. And so, like, I know that she left a lot of hints for Link and a lot of important information for Link in the past that he could find in the future. Mm-hmm. But I'd love for Zelda to, like, want to research the Zonai more because that's what she found under the castle before she went back in time and met the Zonai. Um, she then became a dragon and came back, all the floating stuff, and she's like, well, now I have more material to research with the Zonai. And I feel like... We really only scratched the surface with the Zonai in this game, yeah. and I'd love to know more about them. Like, were they a flourishing race, or were there really only just a couple of them? Um, and I feel like Zelda is the key to that, because she was able to live in the past with them for quite a significant amount of time throughout the whole imprisoning war, you know? So I feel like she could be the key to be like, I remember this here. Let's go digging here, you know? Um, I don't know exactly what would be, like... Um, the driving factor, like, would you have shrines? Would you have caves? Would you go to the sky and find certain things? Um, I just would love for her to kind of guide for more research into what the Zonai were and, like, I don't know, helping everybody understand why there's the sky falling and all that kind of stuff. So that was another idea I had. I feel like I could see, like, I could see that just, like, the mystery of the Zonai or something like that. And you have to, like, maybe you have to discover, like, a bunch of... Because I think you're right. I think that they should... If they were going to do that, everything should be in the sky because, like, yeah. we don't need to explore Hyrule anymore. Um, <laughs> maybe they could, like, ex- explore, like, where the Zonai actually went. And Zelda's like, I don't buy that they just went up to the heavens or whatever. I can't even mm-hmm. remember what the game says, like, the official explanation is. They just, like, ascended. They came from the heavens. Like, they came down from the heavens. But we really don't know more than anything more than that. Yeah, like, I, I feel like that would be a really engaging, like, story uh, to explore is like what happened to the Zonai because like it seems like some of them stayed most of them left like if you could find like shrines in the sky and maybe you could go to like like a uh, like a dungeon in the sky once you've got all your shrines and it's like the Zonai I don't know the Zonai palace or something like that or the Zonai temple and like you could fight like a almost like a monk mask Kashia, but a Zonai like I think that would be mm-hmm. really cool or like the the spirit of Raru or something like that and maybe he starts testing you like that would be really cool. I don't know, like, I mean, I guess, like, the only thing with that, now that I'm, now that I'm saying it, is, like, I don't know what the payoff is, because it's not like you could go to heaven with this, with the Zonai, or, like, maybe you find right. a secret Zonai city in the sky. That would actually be, that would be sick. Yeah. Like, if you could find something even higher up yeah. than what you were, you were finding in tears, because, and just, like, more sky exploration would be payoff. Um, uh, I don't know if you could, like, get something cool from it, like some specific Zonai powers. Maybe you find another tier, uh, or not tier, but, like, Secret Stone. Mm-hmm. I keep thinking of them as the tiers, but they're not. The Secret Stone, and maybe Link gets his own now. Um, that would be kind of cool, but, yeah, I just kind of wish there was a little bit more oomph to the Zonai, to the sky, to yeah. anything. And I feel like, again, this would be post-game content, which we're not used to seeing in, Ze- in the Zelda series, so... And it would be more opportunity to just work with Zelda and play with Zelda in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would, it would be nice to see her more active and, and less of like a like a passenger in the story, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because, like, I mean, she spent the entire game in dragon form. As an aside, I know that they didn't do this, but, like, it would be really cool if, like, she could just, like, switch at will. They should work cool. that in. So I could see that, like, actually in the next Smash Bros. game being, like, her next fin- or new final Smash is, like, now she's the Light Dragon and just, like, boom, punching people yeah. right in the face with it. Um, <laughs> I but, yeah, it. like, I, I I agree. Like, I I wanted more of the Zonai, um, especially because, like, you know, for so many years, like, people were, like, the Zonai are in this game, the Zonai are in this game. And I, yeah. I wasn't, like, super into it. I wasn't really buying it. And then they were, and it was, like, okay, like, uh, let's go. People were right. This is cool. And then, like, they, it was just so, you know, they, they, their impact wasn't as much as I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. So. Especially because the picture I had of the Zonai in my mind, because of the information we received from Breath of the Wild, was completely different than what we got. So, I again, I would just like more information because 
I was the barbarian set is like based on Zonai, isn't it? If I remember yeah. right, like they they're like they were like a barbarian magic user race, and now that we are looking, at it, it's like no, they're more ethereal and like godlike from the heavens. Yeah. So it's just kind of like odd that we made that jump, and then we still don't really know a lot about them. I don't know. I I hope that they I hope that they come back. I really do. Yeah. I, now, like, like, I think we're clearly moving away from this version of Hyrule. I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, other than that stupid Age of Upheaval game, we we theorize might happen, which is still good. <laughs> I still think that's on the table. Yeah. That that literally might be our last chance with the Zonai because I feel like new Hyrule, new setting, new everything. Like, are they gonna bring back the Zonai? I don't know. Maybe they will. Maybe, maybe they in won't. like ten years in the series, but yeah. Okay, I had one other idea. And this was really based on if Tears of the Kingdom was like Breath of the Wild, but maybe a little bit better. This was kind of the same where this is going to be like the Champions Ballad um, story-wise. And I was thinking that there would be a point like maybe you finish the the regional phenomenon. And then the past sages are trying to reach out and speak to the present sages once again. You've activated all the present sages. You've gotten that dumb cutscene for the fourth time. Um, but now they're like trying to talk to them in again and they're like, Hey, you could be even more powerful if you find my headpiece. You know those headpieces they were wearing in the past? Yeah. Like I feel like maybe they could have hidden them in the cave system somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so the the present sages come up to Lincoln and are like, Hey, I heard from my past whatever, my predecessor that if I find this this helm, um, I could, you know, unlock the full potential of my powers. So you go with each sage to their different regions, right. find a case system, find a mini dungeon, find a shrine, whatever. And you find those um, headpieces. And basically it like enhances their powers, not to like, you know, in the Champions Ballad, their powers are like faster to regenerate. But like in this, it, their powers are actually like different or better or whatever. Because I remember feeling like the sage's powers were kind of meh, you know, yeah. aside from like, Tulin and Unoba were really useful, but the, it was still kind of like, uh, compared to, you know, Revali's Gale or like having a shield. Yeah. Um, so I thought like... life pretty handy. Yeah. I'm not very like, I, I wasn't super creative with this, so maybe you might have better ideas than me, but I thought like with Tulin, um, if he wore the headpiece, his wind direction could be like 360, so you could use it like a Revali's Gale. Uh, Unoba's like explosive range could be much bigger, so like instead of your like... Um, exploring caves and you're trying to blow up the rocks and instead of having like only a few blow up you have like the majority of them blow up i think that would be super helpful <laughs> um yeah i could just like keep going through instead of like smash done smash yeah. done yeah or like make it like a drill or something that'd be kind of cool yeah that would um, be cool side on he i don't know what the hell you do for side on <laughs> you know how like um Sometimes you can enhance your heart abilities in the Zelda series where, like, you would take half damage or Mm -hmm. um, there's, like, a fatal shot. But instead of, like, taking the full fatal shot, you get, like, a quarter left. So you have, like, the last chance save. I think that Sidon's ability could do that. And I would love for it to be activated in the moment, not you have to go activate it to shield yourself. Kind of like... Right. Kind of like Drake's protection where it shielded you when you were hit. I think Sidon's could do the same. Right. And then with Riju, I was thinking that instead of, like, having one arrow, you could, like, via Twilight Princess Boomerang style, select your targets, like, three or five targets, and then shoot the arrow, and then Riju would hit all those targets. I think that would be super cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, yeah, I, I think that that sounds, like, I'll, that all sounds good to me. Um, the, I guess, like, what I, to build off that idea, like, I thought that the sages in tears of the kingdom were they they were just they were so undercooked like Mm -hmm. that they i mean i don't even know like how to properly just like they they were just so disappointing to me like they they could have been anybody could have been anything they were just like these nameless faceless characters that i was just kind of like okay like why why do i care about you like i you know I don't, and the game doesn't really go out of its way to get you to. So I think, like, that could be a really cool idea if it fleshed out, like, those characters. Just even, like, a bit. Like, mm-hmm. give us a name. Like, give us, like, anything about about these characters. Um, but actually, I think, like, what could have been really cool 
is like because because like you have um just i mean they're basically like nobodies right like could be anybody behind there what i would have mm-hmm. might what i might have done actually in that scenario and i think could have been really cool and tied into the champions ballot again is like maybe maybe that sage comes back and it's like you know a, a, a long we have a long line of of sages of water sages or whatever that that have defended hyrule for generations and generations and like I'm there. I'm gonna manifest the spirit now of like the one that you know or something. Like, and then you, like instead of talking to this nameless sage, you're talking to Mifa, and mm-hmm. it's like that's a cool way to bring back like the original champions. They're clearly dead, right? Like so, it's it's not like you're you're not fooling around with that. But like you can bring them back as like the kind of embodiment of the sages of of past because like the current sages have a connection to those people and and are mm-hmm. able to you, you know what i mean like maybe maybe they get more by having that be a person that they recognize or know i mean really it's yeah. just a way to bring back those other sages for like one last ride but I, like i feel like there's so much equity in those four characters that like i i feel like that would have been a really good thing to do um and it would have been like a nice little treat a nice little bonus almost like fan service but not like out of like I, I don't think it would have been out of place if that would have happened. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that they could have um, definitely ex- expanded who the sages were, why we should care about them. Like just because I, I, I just thought they were so disappointing in the game, and failing that if they were just going to stick to like having these nameless, globless sages, maybe they could have brought back the, you know, the characters that we already have a connection with to give it a little bit mm-hmm. more of a personal touch. So yeah, I really like that. Actually, I think that that could have been, like, really cool. Yeah, I agree. I just, I was trying to think of something where I was like, they did so much similar to Breath of the Wild. Like, why wouldn't the DLC be kind of similar? And I wouldn't want the, you know, the enhancements to just be faster reload times. I would want them to be something actually useful and significant. And this wouldn't be post-game. This would be in-game, much like the Champions Ballad. Um, and then you could continue to explore with these newer abilities. Like you'd want to get the this portion of DLC done faster, so you could use it these new powers to explore or fight or whatever. Um, but yeah, I thought that would be really cool, pretty similar. I'm I'm not wa- I'm not wanting a bunch of new like shrines or anything because I felt like even in the champions ballad, I was really over shrines. Like it there's a lot of shrines of Tears of the Kingdom already. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I would like again, I would think oh the sages buried them somewhere in the cave system or maybe they're in the depths or maybe they put them up in the sky like zelda did with a lot of links you know helpful things right. so um i, just I hate to say i cool. think you would have i think you would have got shrines here's here's something that will make your your hair stand up though i think if you weren't gonna get shrines this is what i could have seen happening is like take the big crystal from here all the way back no. up. I could see that clear as day, man. I could see oh it. Oh my God. And you no. could see it too. And that's why. I would love it to be more like Minoru's puzzles. Like the puzzles in her, um, quote unquote yeah. dungeon. Her dungeon is weird as AF, but like something like that would be cool. Like those puzzles were neat, but they weren't inside a shrine. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were like part of the dungeon. So I, you know, I think the construct factory is like actually maybe one of the coolest dungeons in the game. Yeah, it had really cool puzzles, had really cool, like, you had to use, like, your building arm and all that kind of stuff. Oh, another thing that I was thinking, I totally forgot about this, with the Zonai one that I was thinking about, the research, is, like, how how do you continue with all that new Zonai stuff and all the, like, pieces for machinery without Link's arm? Like, he doesn't have the arm anymore, so maybe Zelda oh, like, yeah. can go and research, like, how to really fuse and connect things without Link's arm anymore, you know? Yeah, good, good call. Well, his—I yeah. mean, his arm was was fine at the end of the game, but I guess yeah, yeah that's you, what I'm you saying. Is the... like he didn't have the the special Zonai Raru arm. So. Yeah. I mean, I guess worse comes to worse. Like you, you could just remove Zelda from that and make it take place like during the events of the game. I know that takes away part of the big draw, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe Raru's just like, all right, buddy, like you got to go and find out the secret of the Zonai. I'm giving you back your your Thanos glove. It might just be as easy as that. <laughs> i'd be fine with that explanation i'd be like yeah okay cool yeah at, at this point you're, they just like give all these very non-explanations it is what it is don't question it and you'd be like okay fine yeah. <laughs> um yeah no i i think that that sounds great so so we're definitely all about the dragons i would have really loved to see a breath of the wild version of like 
Din, Faror, and, and Nehru. I would, mm-hmm. Man, I would have loved that. Um, yeah. But alas. And so I, I really like the idea about the sages uh, and, and the mystery of, like, where the Zonai went. Like, mm-hmm. you know, as much as we're complaining, like, there is still a lot that you can do with there this story. Um, I mean, arguably, should a lot of these questions have just already been answered in Tears of the Kingdom? Yeah, probably. But, uh, you know, whatever, what I guess, if- at this point. I just had another thought with the dragons in mind where it was like post game and Zelda is like trying to research them. Right. What if those dragons also revealed tears in their memories of the past and how they became dragons? Mm, I now would, now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. That would be good. Yeah. yeah. I would like that a lot. Um, I still like, I think, I think that it would be, I think that there'd be more shrines. I think that there'd be a den- like, I think it's going to follow that strict like formula. Yeah. But I mean, to be fair, that was pretty. They they did that too in in Champions Ballad, where you had to go and yeah. find those um, those special memories. So I could absolutely see that. And instead of like glowing white, maybe they glow, you know, green or blue or red. Yeah. Oh yeah, for each one, that'd be cool. Actually, now that you say that, I I think that that if if this was ever to happen, that's probably exactly what they would have done. It's a great mm-hmm. idea. Um, so I had also one other thing that I was thinking of is like one of my favorite parts of the DLC for Breath of the Wild was all of the crazy costumes that mm-hmm. you could get. And um, so I, I feel very confident that if if we had gotten DLC for, for this game, that we would have also got some new outfits for Link as well. And much like Breath of the Wild, they would have also been like outfits from Link's past and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, but, but this actually was harder than you think coming up with some of these, some of these, um, suggestions because I was like god I feel like they have like everything in the game already like they've, mm-hmm. they've got every cool Link outfit that you could think of like there's so many but I think that there's a few that they could have added that would have been really really cool and I'm going to rattle okay. a few off uh, right now so the first of them actually I, I had four and now I added five because I was like you know what when you were talking about them it would be cool to have like a monk mask Kashia costume just like the big hat like the the big hat with like the dangly stuff, and then like the cool like you almost look like a redead when you're when you're in like the the Sheikah garb. I think that would have been like so awesome. Okay. Just have little having like the the monk Maz get up. Okay, I would have loved I love it. it. Yeah, um, and and again like my my thought process is like all of these all of these pieces you slam them all in the depths, slam yeah. them all there. You got to go and explore and like. I don't know if I'm just I, I I won't give up on trying to make chicken soup, but like I just I feel like you got to do something with the depths to to get yeah. a little bit of seasoning in there. So okay. yeah, all of them are going to be down there. I think that um, this would have been a a great outfit for Link to have actually. That as far as I know has never come back in any form, and that is the rupee suit from Twilight Princess. I mean, they kind of have a they kind of have a rupee outfit, which is the the Lord of the Mountains outfit. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, but this one just looks like so insane. Like like the it, armor set. Yeah, like it does, and it doesn't have to actually have like the rupee properties. But like, I just I feel like it's like such a. Well, I'm not gonna say it's like an iconic design because it's not. But it's just like it's a weird looking outfit that like perfectly kind of encapsulates what i was talking about earlier about how weird twilight princess is like i'm looking at the mm-hmm. i'm looking at it now it just looks like so bizarre so i think mm-hmm. i would have loved that to, to show yeah. up and like just have this cool armor in in breath of the wild or mm-hmm. breath of the wild tears of the kingdom um so i would have i would have hidden that in the depths um another one that i think uh, this one's not as exciting but like you know we could get i think we could get the conductor outfit a little love to spirit tracks. Oh, yeah, that would be cute. Game does not get a lot of love, so I mean, let's you know, let's <laughs> get that in there. Let's throw it a bone. Okay. Let's give spirit tracks its due. Um, and then I think that I, I don't know exactly. Maybe this would have only been like a mask instead of like a full outfit. But I think that you get the link to the past rabbit suit in there. You know, oh, you know when okay. he turns into a bunny when he's in the dark yeah. world. Like yeah. I maybe what you could do actually. You could have the Link to the Past tunic, which is like a, a really weird color, actually. And you could have the rabbit mask, and you could also have the top with Link's pink hair. That would be cool. I mean, you could literally have a head of Link from Link's Awakening. Like, I could totally see them having like a mascot style <laughs> rabbit head. <laughs> yeah. 
like <laughs> like I'm just looking at the the sprite like he's got the crazy pink hair he's got the like he just it looks so classic so cool like the green and brown I would have loved to see that and again because like I also feel like we don't get like a ton of a link to the past in Breath of the Wild or or Tears of the Kingdom like you've got a bunch of weapons from every other game but like you don't have like you don't have a tunic from a link to the past you don't have a sword from a link to the past you don't have any weapons really from a link mm-hmm. to the past speaking of which that would have been a cool uh weapon to bring back for for dlc phase one is like the um the bomb medallion like some of the other medallions maybe you can oh, make yeah. it work it's not even that dissimilar from um the yiga move that you learn actually yeah like, give me more yeah, of those definitely. yeah so that would have been cool and I like I really really wanted this one I was really hoping that it was going to be in the game but it wasn't I would have loved to have like an N64 bit Link outfit you know like you know like Mario Odyssey you could get the N64 outfit where it like transforms Mario into like what he looked like it like sprite wise in uh Uh in Mario 64 give me like N64 Ocarina of Time Link with like the pointy nose the pointy ears it's very polygon like there's all these shapes yeah. and stuff like that Man, that would have been so fun to just have that i, w- I would have probably worn it like all of the time to be honest <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool I, um, I dig that so i i would have really loved that and then i think i would have i don't know if you could have done this in dlc or if it would have been too late but like i might have done something to the hero's aspect and i, I don't know what like something to give it a bit more juice, make it a bit more powerful, because I feel like well, you upgrade it with the fairy, and it's just like the most OP, ridiculous. I like I don't know, maybe it's just me, but like I because I I didn't upgrade it because I have like no I didn't have anything I needed to upgrade it. So like <laughs> I just like I don't know I I didn't really wear it because I was like ah oh, well it's like it's weaker than my than my dang Hyrulean tunic. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm just going to keep this. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I would have liked something for that. Or maybe that's just like a special weapon that you can get that, that like goes with it or like, because you know how you mm-hmm. can get like the sword that goes with the fierce deity set. I don't yeah. know. Something, something. Yeah. For that. Just a little more oomph because it does feel, it does feel kind of, you get it at the end of all the shrines, right? Which is a lot of yeah. shrines. A, a weird 152 of whatever oh and and then, but by that point you're like really close to being done with the game this is one of the things where i don't like end game like rewards because it's like this is so cool but what am i going to use it for i'm done with the game mm-hmm. you know yeah i really struggle with items like that so that's kind of how i felt about the hero's aspect because at that point i was like really done with the game um i was just really getting my 100% done, I didn't really need it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I would like it, it to be maybe, um, I don't know how it would work, but, like, DLC um, to help, I don't know, like, just make it a little bit more oomph and, yeah, like, useful. I, I'm the same way. Like, I, I don't I don't know what exactly I'm looking for from it, but, like, something. Something <laughs> just wasn't quite, like, clicking or wasn't quite right. So mm-hmm. I don't know. And, and every shrine, by the way, I'm talking about, I think I already said this, but I just want to make it clear in the depths, everything goes in the depths, you know, like <laughs> okay. all of this stuff. Cause I like, by God, we got to do something to, yeah. for the depths. Um, so yeah, that's, that was pretty much all my ideas for like DLC. I think we would have got, like, I think if DLC would have happened, we would have, we probably would have got a bunch more shrines. We probably would have gotten another dungeon it probably would have been the same exact style of dungeon where you got to unlock the four gizmos and like then you fight a boss or whatever. We probably would have got short, quick cutscenes, just like mm-hmm. we got in Breath of the Wild. Maybe I'm like kind of being cynical here, but like I feel like I feel like you can look at Breath of the Wild's DLC and like that's the exact template for what we would have got for Tears of the Kingdom, which I yeah. think is another reason why I'm kind of just like at peace with not getting any DLC because I'm just like. I don't know, like, whatever. If it's just going to be the yeah. exact same thing we've already done, like, let's just give, give me the new Zelda game quicker. I think the only thing I'm really bummed about with not getting DLC is just more story, more time to connect with Zelda if it would have been post-game, more time to connect with these sages if it would have been in-game. Like, everything else that's, like, additional um, items, content, shrines, I'm probably not, like, I'm not really heartbroken about missing out on all that, but I'm a little heartbroken that there could have been more story and more time to connect with this world and these characters than what we received. 
Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I'm kind of realizing, and I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it, and, and a bunch of people on our reviews were like, you guys are, are too negative on Tears of the Kingdom. Um, but first of all, I just want to say, like, one, like, I, I feel like you critique the things that you love because you want them to improve. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not, like, I like Tears of the Kingdom a lot, but I, I do... I don't know. I, I feel like I was just left wanting from the game just in general. And I, and I think like almost no matter what being said in the same high rule was always going to be like always going to work against it, that game for me. And the, in the time that we had to wait too, I feel like also kind of put it at a place where I was just like, Ugh, you know, but then like, I also feel like the game did a lot of things. Like it, it copied the formula of breath of the wild, like it, to a T and it's like, mm-hmm. well, I feel like that doesn't help already because we're already in the same world. Or like, so it, it did make some decisions that that I felt like just kind of like didn't help its cause. You know what I mean? And like sticking yeah. sticking out and finding its own identity. So I feel maybe for me, like I I guess I feel like I'm just ready to move on from it because I was disappointed with Tears of the Kingdom, which like which is strange because like I think it's one of the most fun games I've ever played. Mm-hmm. It's 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 we'll really strange it. how that works. Yeah, we'll talk about it when we finally get to the the best Zelda ever yeah. episode. Um, but I ranked it so high, and I was really shocked because I do have a lot of like gripes with it. But like, I still so much enjoyed playing it, and like the building and the fusing was so cool. Mm-hmm. I think that the biggest problem isn't that it took place in the same Hyrule. My, the biggest problem for me is that it took place in the same Hyrule six years later, instead of like. Three or four I, I years agree. Later. Yeah, I think that. Like those two things can't be, yeah, they can't be unlinked in my mind, which is why Mm -hmm. I feel like the game kind of started, you know, which which may be unfair because you're right, COVID, but like it kind of started a little bit of a disadvantage to me. And I, but I Mm -hmm. also feel like it didn't do anything to kind of like chip away at that disadvantage either. So Mm -hmm. yeah, we're, we'll, we'll explore this topic in depth when, uh, when we get to best Zelda ever. Um, I, I, I've seen the list. Have you? Yes, I've seen the list. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting list. There's one thing about it that makes me very sad, which we'll talk about when we get there. But um, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, DLC. Any other final thoughts, queries? Um, I did have one final thought, but it's not like super important. It's just that I thought they would probably have more cloth, uh, like your, your oh yeah paraglider, whatever, whatever it's called. You know, more different cloths with the DLC. Um, but that wasn't until you started talking about outfits and I was like, oh yeah, they would probably have more DLC cloth, you know, just, come out. I don't, Which I was I, just I like, those designs who were cares? Cool. I thought those designs were cool and I loved messing with them and like picking which one I wanted to use and stuff. I thought that was a cool aspect of tears. So, but again, uh, it would be something that's like super late in the game cause it's DLC. So I'd be like, eh, it's not as fun as finding it throughout playing. Yeah, the the cloths didn't do much for me. I I think the first cloth I got, I was like, I used it for like 60% of the game. And then I was like, okay, I got a Gleok cloth. Cool. I'm just going to use this. And I've, I've never changed it ever. So like when when the new Amiibo came out, um, I was just like, whatever. I don't care about the, you know, I don't care about the Ganon cloth or whatever. Um, speaking of Ganon, by the way, that Ganon statue is a thing. It's yeah, alive. It's cool. And he's wearing pink yoga pants. What's up with that? Yeah, I didn't know about the pink. But, like, I was... All I could imagine was just, like, be, being myself, standing next to that thing. And I'm really short. And I have a thing for height distance. So, like, th- like the height difference thing. So, I've been, like, looking up, like, hi. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> Caressing Ganon's arm. Like, you're so tall. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally do that. <laughs> Uh, I'd have to reach, yeah. like, really high for it, but it's still. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, I hope to see that statue in person one day. Maybe That'd we'll make cool. a pilgrim. Where is it right now? Is it in Japan or is it in New York? I think it's York? in Japan. Okay. It'll, I bet you it'll be in New York eventually. Now they got to make the Zelda statue, though, because she had the coolest design of all three with yeah, her, like, ancient des- like armor or whatever. God, mm-hmm. she looked cool. I actually, I, I'm a little bit ashamed. I haven't picked up the new Amiibo yet. Mine Gotta are there. They need to be added to the, the top shelf, but I have to make room for them. So they're there. All right. Um, one last thing before we sign off. We should wish a very happy birthday to a very special game 
Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time turned 25 a couple days ago. 25. Wow. Yeah. You know, a lot of Zelda games come out in November. I've noticed there's a lot of birthdays for Zelda this month, so. Yeah. That's a good month for a Zelda game to come out. You've got the the Black Friday rush and Christmas is looming. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Happy Um, birthday, Ocarina of Time. Yeah, the greatest game of all time. I'm just going to say it (laughs) right here, right now. So, uh, so there we go. Um, okay. Well, we want to know what you think of our ideas for DLC. What do you think would have happened if we would have got DLC? What would you have liked to see happen? We want you to let us know over on discord. Come and hang out with us. We got, uh, we're over on the Zelda dungeon discord. We're in that channel. We're talking, we're chatting, we're laughing, we're theorizing, we're doing all that stuff. So come and hang out, have a good time with us. And uh, we can we could you know speculate about what exactly was the MacGuffin that they needed to defeat the evil three dragons because, <laughs> uh, because I don't know so we got to figure it out so come and join us over in Discord. Um, you can also check us out over on Twitter at ZeldaCast at Spateri three sixteen at Allison Aletha and over on Blue Sky as well. I might even start using Threads again. I don't know. I have Threads but I haven't used it in a while. I haven't when I say used while, I mean any. Once. I barely use, I really am so bad at social media. Like, I have them. I haven't touched Facebook in years. I I started the threads and a blue sky. Haven't used them. Barely yeah, use Twitter. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I forgot that you had Twitter, dude. I haven't seen you post anything in forever. I've been making bread and posting it on Twitter. I'm going to post more about bread today. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, if you want if you want new bread content, Al is, is where you need I'll to go for bread. that. I love it. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, now I'm all discombobulated on our outro. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, okay. We got a Patreon, too, by the way. Uh, I, I feel like I already plugged that at the beginning of the show, so come check it out. You got you got to listen to our Twilight episode Sam and I recorded. It is it is an ethereal experience, so you need to come and, uh, and check that out. We stream these episodes every single week over on twitch.tv forward slash the ZeldaCast. Come and hang out and... You can see our smiling, beautiful faces in the morning if you want. Al's beautiful face. I usually look like a some kind of gremlin or something. But, you know, it's, uh, it's we have a good time. We have a good time. Um, and last, of course, but not least, like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, recommend, all that fun stuff. If you've got a Zelda fan in your life, tell them where they can get their weekly Zelda fix. And with that, my friends, we are out of here. But we'll see you back here next week. Same Zelda time, same Zelda channel. Till then, take care.